This is the K-Pop Cast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we've got another special episode for you. That's right. I'm DJ Peter Lowe, and we're continuing an experimental mini-series discussing the hit song in K-Pop for the year 2010. We'll debate what's the best, but you be the jury to tell us who won. And joining us for this special throwback Hit Rewind series, I'm proud to welcome Ooh, I like that. Hit Rewind. Hit Rewind. It's Hit Replay. Hit Rewind. You, yeah. Okay. We're we're punny. But we've got (laughs) the OG K-pop journalist herself. It's Tamar Herman. Welcome, Tamar. The one and only. Hey, guys. I, I don't think I'm the OG, but I'll take it for this this podcast. Thanks, guys. And, and our eyes, you are tomorrow. So, so just just take <laughs> it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's mine. Nobody else can take that crown. So 2010, guys. Like in my eyes, 2010 was the last year of the golden era. There were mm. like it, it, it is still in the pixelated, rosy colored like frames that I look back on the songs from this year. Uh, we had so many great songs that, like, when yeah. I hear, I'm like, oh, the nostalgia, the goosebumps that they, they emerge whenever I, I hear these songs. And it's songs that, like, you feel like you could only relate to a special crowd, people who have been around a while. Oh, that came out wrong. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, people, like, you know, who can, like, you know, who get it? Like, no, this is, like, what I grew up with. Or this is what I think of when I first heard of K-pop. So yeah. I think of songs like Queen by Son Dambi and Son Dambi in general. I, oh my I just god, love yeah. Son Dambi. Yeah. Bring her back. Where's she at? I think she had a scandal and was just like, bye. Oh no. No. No, yeah. you can come back from scandals as we Yeah, seen. we're ready. Yeah. Yeah, it's come on time, back. Son Dambi. Come on back. Her song Queen though, like sounded hella inspired by a certain TikTok by Kesha oh. uh, just the year prior. <laughs> But uh, like I'm coming right because, out with the, uh, <laughs> the scandals with the smoke. Yeah. Oh no, she transitioned into acting. Oh. She was oh. in. She okay. was in that drama this year when the camellia blooms. Apparently. Really. Yeah, I didn't Check get up that to that out. part with her. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, well, she, we I, should do a, a where are they now? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, next episode series. Yeah, where are they now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love the IU cover of uh, of her stuff that year. I, I disagree with you. I agree with you that like 2010 was kind of the end of like my beginning stage of being a K-pop fan because that was after you know Wonder Girls, Big Bang, Super Junior, like the 2008 and 2009 really yep. rise of like YouTube virality. But I think 2013 was the end of like the golden age in my mind because 2013 and 2012 and 2011 had so many big hits that we still sing and we still think about like 2013 had so much good stuff 2012 had so much good stuff like I think as you guys continue this series you're gonna feel that way but then starting in like 2014 it started to be so much and the industry kind of became conflated so there were so many releases that nothing ever became really a hit except occasional songs whereas in like between 2008 and 2013 from my experience there were hits like you know, mm. I got a boy was a big hit. Like I in yeah. 2013, I went to Dream concert and it was like Sister was performing and Girls Day was performing and Shiny was performing and TR was performing. Like everyone was performing and they were all they all had hits. And it mm. wasn't like you know now if, like not that it's like filler, but it, if you go to KCON or Mama or M, like there's always groups you're like oh I don't I don't know how many times I've heard this song. Like you know the average Korean doesn't know that song. Mm. But back then it was like There were huge hits And I don't think 2010 was the end I think it was like Maybe the end of like A certain era But it wasn't like The end of the golden age I will fight you on this 2013 was amazing 
and I think I, I think like like I'm the best step like so many good songs came out in true. years to come well Stephanie yeah. we, if you listen to that we've clearly got more more reason to continue this hit rewind series indeed <laughs> and to have you back for the 2013 episode oh I would die let's make it happen yeah yeah let's make that happen um what were some other like notable 2010 moments or songs that you guys will always remember uh, oh I feel like uh, hello black soshi concept run devil run anybody oh yeah, oh yeah and the way they transitioned to that out of the oh, way they hyped yeah, it up yeah oh the end of the old music video legendary yeah mm, that's then, right um, oh my god the the figure skater um, oh, Kim Yana. Kim Yana. Yes, yeah, and she uh, did like a choreographed figure skate to Run Devil Run that that's year. That's so true. Oh, I want to watch that. <laughs> I missed her. Yeah, she was. She was. She had just like put herself on the map. 2009, 2010, right? She won the Winter Olympics yeah. figure skating. Yeah. Wow, Korea's on top it, as usual. It, it was a year. It was a year. It was a real one. And they did well in the World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the last time they did well in the World Cup. Maybe, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know anything about group. sports. I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> sports <laughs> I only started so. rooting for... How many of us started rooting for Korean sports because we like K-pop? <laughs> Mostly because it just makes me happy when they're happy, which is so, like, yeah. weird. And, I mean, that's soft power for you. you know what? But, yeah, to well, this day. I mean, more people care about BTS tickets than Super Bowl tickets. And also... Yes! Uh, yes. There was a, a big sports ball game this year featuring Shakira <laughs> and uh, the other one. J-Lo. 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 I can't believe you said the other one. The other <laughs> Shakira is the other one. No, no, no. no. Wow, these are the wow, you guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but hey, hey, hey. For, for that concert for, featuring a uh, sports game. A sports team, um, yeah. There was another major concert happening on the same day. Featuring mm. Super M, and Super it was like M. no one cared. That's right. Like no one cared about the football game. Everyone was there for Super M. So yeah, it was yeah. pretty funny. Super Bowl, Super M. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good timing. Yeah. Uh, but back to 2010. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this was a year that we saw a lot of artists who we had kind of already knew reinvent themselves. So like GD and Top debut. We saw yes. J- We saw JYJ. Right. We saw Hyuna. We saw J Park. Like we saw all these. Okay. Yes, the, those knew. three that you just listed have like something crazy in common, which is that they emerged out of well, at least Jay Park and JYJ emerged out of serious scandal and came back on the scene, um, like really with the support of international fans leading the way. Mm-hmm. That was a huge landmark for me in, in 2010 to feel a part of that yeah. that support that they yeah. weren't was, getting at home. Was that the first time? I feel like I was a pretty new fan at that point. Still, like I remember. Like I kind of consider like 2 p.m.'s debut date my start of K-pop because that's the first debut mm. I remember. So that was like later in 2008. But mm. you had been a fan for longer, right? Oh yeah, I'd been a fan since like 2004, 2005. Mm, so wow. I remember oh my being on. <laughs> oh oh gee, I remember being on the Soompi forums. Oh, yes. forums. And so around the time that like Jay Park was kicked out at 2 p.m., yeah. JYJ was forming. Those forums were just like. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember for that. a hotbed of activity. Like growing up, like right now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. The Soompi forums like were Facebook. They were Instagram. Reddit. They were Snapchat. The like, yeah, that that's what the like social media equivalent was back in those days. Especially if you were Asian American, I feel like. Yep. Yeah. 
I, I also want to call it like Miss A. Like that was Ooh. a big debut from for them. Um, but yeah. I felt so bad for the Wonder Girls. That was a song meant for the Wonder Girls, and like Oops. JYP is like, sorry, I'm giving it to this other group. Okay, yeah. but that's JYP. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. Nah, he's like, oh, I have a new girl group. They're gonna dominate. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, that was probably the right move from a business perspective. And then uh, IU also put herself on the map with her IU. song Good yes. Day. Um, Legend. Not the biggest fan of that song, but <gasps> it is so catchy. Do you not, do you not uh, like IU? Or you just don't like that song? I mean... <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. You can have an opinion that I disagree with. Uh, We're not Twitter. Lately. Yeah. No, it's okay. People have different tastes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and some tastes can be wrong in, in this case. I was going to say. Wait a minute. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, every day I was shocked um, in 2010. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> every day I shocked. Every day I shocked, shocked. Do, do you guys remember how, like, intense that, like, M Black Beast like, yes. competition was? Like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. And, and Beast just killed it all. Yeah. I was rooting for M Black all the way. I was at first, and then it was just like, oh. Beast, yeah, is there the was... be- Beast is the best. <laughs> and Beast is like the group of misfits. Yeah. Oh, so Yeah. And then the tooth, yeah. Uh, Lee Ihiori. Ihiori. I really love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Although, even though it was inspired visually by another quirky blonde who was popular in Western pop culture that same year. Um, we also later found out her hmm. entire album was also borrowed uh, as oh, a producer man. just like recycled songs that everyone else made and so it, it kind of sucked for I her I remember that yeah. Ihyori? Yeah Or Hyori um, Yeah that, that entire album except for the uh, except for uh, the, the title track Oh no Yeah, yeah it sucked um, for her yeah um, too bad she couldn't you know just release Hugo Girl over and over and over again yeah that, <laughs> that was a banger I, but I did like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and she did have that bad girl um, aesthetic yeah. and, and yeah. move going mm-hmm. through the rest of her career no, I, I'm not sure if it was the first time the name was used I, I do have that written down somewhere but in 2010 it was the first time that I remember hearing the name BTS it was on 2am <gasps> Santa Clock album yeah it was pretty cool you can go listen what? to it yeah if you go and look at 2am Santa Clock album which you would definitely have on your shelf like I do uh, yeah. um, I owned I noticed the other day I was looking at my albums and I realized the only discography I own in full is 2AM so <laughs> <laughs> not I bad like, I was like okay oh Korean I don't know all their Japanese stuff um, but yeah it like it, it, it 2AM was under big hit at that point fully and BTS is named you know Bangtan Sonyo Dan it's listed and you can hear RM and I think you can hear Suga um, I don't remember if anybody else is on it but it's definitely RM is definitely there and wow. yeah they're just he's featuring as Bangtan Sonia Dunn on 2AM song and it's it's pretty like really interesting like to see that they had like they didn't debut until 2013 but the name was already there and was already being featured on other yeah. songs other albums I know they worked with a few other artists at this time I think they featured on Elite uh, Isangi song um, mm. I know a few more but not off the top of my head but yeah BTS technically the first time that I remember hearing about them. Are you wow. listening to armies like? <laughs> no, don't do Like the foundations of K-pop were built <laughs> up on BTS. Tuck you this guys, away for your your K-pop trivia nights. Yeah. You guys when when uh, eight 
we're like, we're having a new song. I got so excited. And I was just like, have BTS remake one of their music videos. Would be, like, I would just die. <laughs> I would die of happiness. Yeah. Uh, one, one last note on, on 2010. Like, I want to say, like, myself as a K-pop fanboy that year, I was heavily on the YG train. Like, I, yeah, now I heavily oh, yeah. hate YG. But that year, like, I was like, oh my god, this sophomore album from 2NE1 is so great. Uh, GD and TOP, like, all of their songs uh, were such party bangers, party rockers. And I I just loved it. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be the actual... My my thinking at that time was that they've got the Western-friendly concepts of K-pop down to a T. Like, this is the future of K-pop. Or so I thought. That's what everyone thought. Yeah. That's what we all thought. Everyone thought that. I mean, I mean, even you know, SM thought that they had the girls' generation debut with the boys, which is such a you know more of a YG style yeah, than SM style. That's but true. Everything you know, we that was when we started hearing about you know Big Bang and Twenty One, and they were everywhere at this time between 2010 and around like 2014, 2015. Yep, they were hitting their sophomore stride. You know, even right now, you know, we're hearing about Coachella, and people didn't really necessarily were like, "Who's this random group that we never heard?" People are like, oh, Big Bang's back. Like, yeah. People know who they are, even Big in the West. Bang is back. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. TBD. Ooh. Well, not not with that guy who is, um, you know, holding a prostitution ring. And, no, uh, no, no, definitely, definitely not him. He's gone. So he is yeah. gone. Back to 2010. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> when, that's when, right. I didn't, when I didn't hate every single guy in K pop. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So before we get into what songs were the best, most memorable songs of 2010, uh, we want to give ourselves some some personal cover um, and divorce some of our emotions and feelings and uh, talk about what were the songs that we related to most. What were the songs uh, that uh, resonated in our soul? Reached our hearts. Our hearts in soul. Okay, okay. bad puns. <laughs> All right. um, Stephanie, <laughs> uh, what was your personal favorite from 2010? My personal favorite was none other than Kara Lupin or Rupang. <laughs> you pronounce it in Korean, Rupang. And I think that song just has staying power for me because the melody is just hypnotic, catchy. It has a driving, urgent beat that I think uh, maybe some other songs on the list share. Um, but along with how catchy the song is, uh, if you watch the video, these girls are feeling themselves. They've got short hair. They've got canes that they're dancing with. They're walking on the catwalk in all black leather. It was really refreshing to see Kara come out with a dark concept That's like right. that yeah. and yeah, to yeah. like a maybe like Halloween theme. <laughs> it was just like, it was everything to me and I still have it on my playlist years later. kind of changed everything for them because from then on you know they would do sometimes bright but then sometimes dark and and they really like owned it and did it really well and I we didn't actually discuss this before while we were doing our rundown but 
I think like you kind of mentioned how it was YG's year, but it was also like the last year where DSP was really big. Oh, like Kara right. yeah. continued, but Double S had so many hits. I feel like someone's gonna listen to me like who's Double S five oh one. That's but, right. Like that was like Love Ya's year, let me be the one. Like that's DSP right. was big. Ugh, I miss that time when I didn't absolutely that's true. hate double s they were right up there they were like label number four yeah they had so many hits Kara. well hopefully card can uh carry them through oh um, don't laugh yeah. be nice yeah. okay <laughs> pilo you've got a good selection coming up what is it uh, there are very few songs in the course of, of history in k-pop that legit give me goosebumps and this is one of those songs like the the first like do 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 like oh goosebumps start to emerge on my forearm it is like oh i i relate i i emotionally connect with this song as a grown adult male to the song by this young female <laughs> but uh, it's it's to anyone's go away it, this was the best year uh, for 21, in my opinion. I, I mean, yes, like I am the best, blew, certainly blew them up even further, but but this no, is I my think- favorite concept by, by 21. Everything off of that album. But this song in particular resonated with me to an emotional core. The story is about breakup, <laughs> and it also features domestic abuse of all things. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, it was intense. Right. It was an intense music video. Oh, very, yeah. yeah, it was heavy. Um, and we're seeing ghosts and spirits of uh, her bandmates, Seal's bandmates, Jindara, um, Park Bomb, and Minji, and the music guys. Like, this is an example of auto tune done right. Like, auto tune is often pejoratively mm. used. Like, oh, this. The singer has no talent, but in this case, it was used to a, a perfect artistic effect where it just cuts through the music, especially in CL's verses and, and choruses. Ha- have you guys seen their live stages when they perform this song live? I need yeah. to see it again. Okay. It's not in a long time. Well, right. what I really Jogger loved memory. about it, like, I mean, it would compete with the choreography that we see today in 2020. Like, it was what innovative. It starts off featuring like 20 people or 25, 30 people on a stage. And um, it, they're all partying. They're all hopping up and down and dancing. And uh, you know, like in the Matrix, when there's like bullet time and like the camera like pans all the way around yeah. the subject, that's exactly what we saw with this party. So rather than like um, the camera circling around the stage, all the dancers, all 20, 20, 30 dancers on stage, they all moved. In, in perfect sequence, perfect choreography. So like you're spinning around, seeing different angles of the party, and you're seeing how someone is breaking up, or that uh, another reason why someone is not shit without their crew. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you I, ain't I shit love without it. your crew. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and yeah. they close it with like a perfect like heartbreak gesture that that is like forever like oh my god that that's how you show that's how you end a k-pop song like uh i'm not gonna try to explain it on a k-pop podcast but like just just, just watch the video guys <laughs> all right lastly sorry I'll, I'll i'll shut up after this um wrap it up this is an also memorable song because it ends in fiery death murder. <laughs> 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 Don't go away. Try to find- 
I mean, Seal's trying to get back at her ex, and um, she competes with him on a race course, and they spin out and they explode. And um, she meets uh, her bandmates in the happy ap- afterlife. So, so there you go. 21. Go away. Woo. That sums it up. Sorry. Thank that, you. That was long. Tamar, what, what is your personal favorite from 2010? Uh, I'm going to go shorter mostly because I picked an accident, picked a 2009 song, and, and I had to pick last minute another song. But I really, it happens really, to the best of us. I'm, I'm obsessed with, uh, and obsessed is like probably moderate because I, I listened to this song way too many times in my life in being it's 2020. Um, 2AMs, I did wrong. I am wrong, John Motessa. Like, it is, it is, it's actually like a flop song, a total flop. They, like, correct. Yeah, no. I mean, 2 a.m. never did another not total diehard ballad ever again. People in Korea did not respond well to I Am Wrong. I did wrong. People did not like this song. People didn't like seeing them do choreography, even though it had that epic mass choreography with people dancing behind them. Like, actually, if you, yeah, uh, if you like really, like, if you look at a lot of the choreography for this song, you could kind of see what Big Hit was is now doing with BTS. Like a lot of their stuff at Mama last year is very similar to what they were doing, you know, with masks and different mm. people behind them. Like you can really oh, see I how this is a that. big hit. So, uh, it was so good, and people hated it. Like they were like, Jinun, why do you have red hair? Like go die black to be go be balladeers. Nobody liked this uh, song, but it has like a really long legacy among international K-pop fans. And I think just yeah. like like it is it is such a good song. It, it it's really. Um, emotional the music video kind of this was like peak you know emo music videos emo. from game like this music video you know they're all students in classmates and they're on a hockey team and there's a girl that's so long like oh, oh. It, was such, it was such a dramatic music video and it was like peak like people getting into k-pop just right after like boys over flowers so you know they were in the oh uniform, my God. Very similar to boys over flowers like the navy one oh this was like very 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 like i don't know it's just such a good song like it's so angsty and you see hear all their voices and it has such a nice melodic build to it but it's still really you know heart pounding and you're gonna have a really intense choreography and like ah oh, yes i love this song You want to like hit your heart, like I don't know. Yeah, like, that's the main move. Yeah. On, on like, on like, uh, there's a on Yom Kippur, which is like the holiest day of the Jewish year. You like pound your heart, like you're supposed to be like oh, wow. feeling it. And this song, whenever I hear it, I'm like, ah, oh, I did wrong. That's it. Oh, <laughs> um, what a visual. Yeah. I mean, it's really not that intense. You just kind of like tap your heart. Isn't that a big deal? Is. We're not like hitting ourselves like people in. Um, like I don't know monks whipping oh, themselves and stuff sure. no 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 it's just like tapping your heart a little uh, but yeah. that's how I think of it like it feels like it's like guttural and this song it's just so good if you don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not describing it well just go listen to it and watch the music video and watch the performances because the performances it was one of the first times I remember watching all of the performances like I was just mm. like mesmerized by how they were interacting with their dancers behind them you know they oh 2am and I still love them even Come though back. they yeah, I, I was hoping that Big Hit would announce it, but Jinun is Jinun was part of the phone crew, so Ooh. maybe, maybe, but probably. Welp. 
Yeah. Well, on that note, on that on note, that note, let's just say Chalmoteso. Uh, yeah, he he really <laughs> Chalmoteso. Yeah. Um. No, honestly, like I remember being. This was probably my first big disappointment about Korea's reaction to a song that I loved so much and that I saw other international fans talking about. And even if you go and like look at the music video now, it still has very low views. Like people do not talk about this song in Korea. 2AM is known for their ballads and only their ballads. I've seen 2AM perform a few times and they never ever perform this. Like after this song flopped, this was a song that they like they never performed ever again pretty much. Well that makes it more valuable. Like I don't know if they performed it at their concerts, but it, it was considered, you know, they tried something and everyone was just like, no, 2 p.m. is for the dancing and 2 a.m. is for the ballads. And it was a big deal. It was a like it was like heartbreaking. It was like, no, they did wrong. The hot and the cold. Yeah. The yeah. Mm-hmm. time, the hottest time. <laughs> hottest <laughs> time right. of day. Uh, hottest time of day. I am hottest. Oh, mm. <laughs> I am hottest. <laughs> Wow. Blast from the past. You remember a lot. This is great. This is my life. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps it up for our... Uh, personal picks but now it is time this is the time you've all been waiting for it's time to discuss to debate to contest which song from 2010 changed the face of K-pop forever or changed the course of K-pop forever (laughs) left a legacy in K-pop forever Tamar why don't you kick us off? Tell us, what is your top contender for 2010? Okay, well, I, I thought of a lot of things, and I decided that it had to be a Girls' Generation song, and there were a well, lot of, of big Girls' Generation songs that year. Yep. You know, you could say it was Run, Devil, Run, or mm-hmm. it was Hoot, but yeah. I felt that O had the longer legacy. Yep. I think I think that it kicked off the year, and Girls' Generation always does great things when they kick off a year with a big song, mm-hmm. and I think that it helped them reaffirm to people that 2009 wasn't a fluke G and Genie weren't just flukes oh was girls generation saying oh we're still here they really uh-huh. set up uh, they really set up you know they continue their you know really boppy really addicting oh oh, oh like G mm-hmm. like it's pretty much this very similar style but they kind of became the representative of you know athletic cheerleading like every time you know a girl group wears uniforms now it's like oh they compare it to O and they have like a retro look you know now we're hearing about neutro <laughs> like it's, it oh, was gosh. really like girls generation has been doing this all along thank you so much guys and just mm-hmm. the sound of it really solidified I think their reign as you know the top tier group and it was so impactful that when they came back you know was it two years ago now? Was it 2018 when OGG was formed? Like, yeah. they had a yeah. nod to O. Like, this song was so impactful. It really proved to everyone that Girls' Generation wasn't just a, you know, a two-hit wonder group. Yeah. Because, you know, you can have a hit and then you often have a similar hit. So, like, no offense, but like Momoland, you know, oh, yeah. boom, boom, oh, yeah. and yeah. bam, like, like and, and then yeah. you, the same song. Yeah, and then by the time you get to the third song, it's like, oh, you have to do something new, and people aren't 
you don't know what to do. And if you like listen to O and G back to back and Genie, like and who like these are all really different songs, but they yeah. figured out how to like get in your head and they have their vocals the really quality uh, is all so high. It's yeah. just gonna make you say, Oh, oh, uh, uh, uh like and then, you know, it also was like the first time that I remember a girl group kind of really uh, creating some sort of narrative in between their music videos. Oh, so true. oh yeah. oh, Ooh. you know, started off as these girls are really peppy and then it ends with them facing down the darkness of that we would end up being the performance outfits for Run Devil Run. So they yes. were like the bright and boppy girls generation meets the angsty Jessica with the blonde hair and the black highlights. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it was the first time that I remember really seeing a group change their concept so intensely just for songs, but not yeah. their whole group concept because so many times groups reinvent themselves like or they keep like at the time you, girls you know 21 was fierce and um, yeah always. yeah like everyone had their own feel and we talked about Lupin kind of but it still felt like a natural group yeah, it was but still this, like yeah but this was yeah. yeah this was like concepts are a thing and we're gonna tie them into our music yeah. videos and our songs are gonna reflect that oh it was it was iconic I love oh yeah. yeah we all we all remember where we were when we heard of the black <laughs> black Soshi black Soshi <laughs> And how they hyped it up. Oh, it's such a big thing. Mm-hmm. They, should, they should do it for NCT and NCT Dream. Right? Yeah. 127 versus Dream. Bring it back. I, I remember that was the first time I actually started to notice that Jessica wasn't that great at dancing. <laughs> I hate to say it. Wow. Like, I remember just seeing her like, oh, wow, they totally put her to the total left of the camera just so that they can kind of hide and obscure how she was off time or she couldn't quite In isolate. Oh, or Run, run Devil Run. Um. Yes. <laughs> Both. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. I mean, like, Jessica's great. Can't have it all. Yeah, it was, it's hard. <laughs> okay. Well, you've discussed concept changes tomorrow, but I've got another concept change here. And I've, I've got like metal 80s rock star concept change here. I'm, of course, referring to Shiny and their song, Lucifer. Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys are making me so happy. Like, the. Are we spoiling it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like Gollum, like. My precious. Yeah. But, like, they had some really crazy hairstyles with the song Lucifer. I don't think they ever did it again. Keys hair? Keys, keys, Can we, like, (laughs) take a moment? I think he never wants to see that haircut ever again. No, too bad. It is forever, like, <laughs> recorded. Taman's hair. Oh. Was that when he went into a women's restroom, um, a men's restroom, and they thought he was a woman? Ugh. Oh, no, that was that was another. That was later when they would, like, naked on a cover. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wasn't it? It was, was it Sherlock? Or, I don't remember what song oh. it was, but they each released individual album covers, and, like, Taman was, like, shirtless with long flowing hair. Okay, I'm totally... Oh. I, what album was that? We're gonna make that the the cover art for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who it's 2010, but yeah. Um, 
Now, this, this, this was the song that, when it comes to choreography, like they made finger pointing cool again. It, it's slow. Have you said the name of the song yet? Oh yeah, Lucifer. He did. He did. Lucifer, <laughs> okay. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is a long intro. Oh, okay. No, oh, it was. It was Sherlock, by the way. Ah. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, another great song, but but yeah. Lucifer, later, later. I, I would actually argue, is is the more iconic of the of the two. Mm. Yes. No, I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's put this in context. We're looking at this song with like 2020 lenses on it right now. Um, yes. With our 2020 vision, and. In my 2020 <laughs> DJ gigs today, if I'm ever in like an oh panic mode, like oh crap, what 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 song do I play now? Or like oh wait, shoot, mm. I accidentally cleared the dance floor. Like how can I get everyone back? <laughs> Lucifer, Chinese Lucifer is like mm. oh okay, I play this and I, I just saved my app. Like you said, I think with uh, what was it, Brown Eyed Girls or whatever it was in our 2009 episode, Stephanie, like kids who didn't yeah. even grow up with this song know this song. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's like, were you even born when this came out? Nope. I mean, it is courtesy of BB Rexa in her bedroom. Mm. Wait, do you guys not know this? No, no, tell us. No. Lucifer is written by BB Rexa in her bedroom. She has said this multiple times on Twitter. Whoa. Yeah, she's she's a songwriter. She's like one of the crossovers. The mm-hmm. other way. She wrote yeah. it when she was pretty young. Wow, not yeah. bad. Her whispers, at least for her, as BB Rexa. Oh, Maybe not really. Fun facts galore. Mm-hmm. You must kill it at K-pop trivia. Uh, I actually like you just <laughs> yes. take all the prize money and run. I get in trouble sometimes. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, the song itself, like Lucifer. There's no denying. Like you, you hear that first instrumental hook, like the percussion and the instrumental melody. It just makes you want to dance. There's just something hypnotic about the beat itself that that makes it so catchy. Uh, but what I also yeah. really love about the music is that it builds upon itself. It doesn't lose mm. any momentum. The bridge uh, manages to reinvent itself, and it builds that tension, that momentum, that and that sense of urgency that carries throughout the rest of the song. And let's not forget, again, 2020 vision on this, this song was played on the show Lucifer, which is now streaming mm-hmm. on Netflix, mm, yeah. uh, when the protagonist, Lucifer, um, took down a <laughs> Korean mafia boss, further cementing yeah. the legacy. legacy. Yes, thank you. Still around. <laughs> of of uh, Chinese Lucifer. Wow. Can I say I was really happy when I saw that you picked this song because a few years ago we did like the top boy band songs list for Billboard, like the 100 best boy band songs of I think the decade. And I argued really hard for Lucifer as the representative of Shiny. And Mm. I got a lot of flack for it. And I'm just happy that other people like it as much as I do because I just think it was so unique for the time. It really... Mm change things for like the industry you know we got them dancing in front of a really expensive car for no apparent reason um, <laughs> <laughs> milestones but, like, like i just i just yeah i think it's a, it's a hill i'll die on that lucifer is a great song yeah it sure is okay stephanie your all right turn. what's your so i am gonna <laughs> round us out here with um something a little different folks who have known me for a while know that my all-time k-pop bias all-time love of my life will sell my firstborn child to be (laughs) you know that i love b rain jung jihoon and in 2010 he had been out of the game a little bit but came back and just just impregnated all of us (laughs) at once honestly she's not wrong she's not wrong like you know i'm right 
he came out with a slow R&B ballad yeah. called Love Song. And, you know, the song came out and I thought, oh man, we're not going to see him dance too much. It's something slow. He's just going to show his vocals, which are nice, but oh, we no. really want to see those abs. But no, <laughs> he, this was the ultimate in fan service. He delivered above and beyond 2,000 out of 10 <laughs> in the year 2010. Like, go watch these performances. Go watch the the parody dance covers that are still going to this day of celebrities and fans and whoever trying their best to replicate the, the pure sex appeal oozing from <laughs> the song and the choreo. He literally has some kind of vest breastplate on that he rips off during the choreo before launching into like eight body rolls and then like eight body wines on the floor it's <laughs> yeah okay I, there, I, my word my words can't do it justice but i really think that that there has not been a song that hits that bar of just pure sex appeal <laughs> on stage yet yeah, in, in k-pop they're still trying to get there and that's, that's what I think is the, the legacy of Rain Love Song. Oh my God, Stephanie, I'm like crying right now. I mean, I remember thinking when I had been a, I'd been a K-pop fan for about two years at that point, And I was, I was familiar with Rain's like legacy, but you know, he was, he was an older guy. Like he was in the second, not like older, like Rain is like maybe a few years older than me, but like he wasn't right. like the, he wasn't shiny. He wasn't, no. you know, stupid. Like I, I was a fan of like an elf and like I was yeah. a fan. And a super junior and super junior is old and then rain is yeah. like above them and then you know he just came and he literally kills us all like looking yes. back on it like kim tae like girl like oh man oh she's so lucky so jealous uh, um but i'm very happy for them but yeah he i i saw him <laughs> i didn't see him perform all of love song but i saw him perform part of the to watch but, to the end well it's, no, no, it's a saw, lot I, to bear I saw, like. I saw him perform once okay. and he and he didn't perform all of love song but it was because it was like two years ago and they were like perform it he's like this is not what i'm promoting right now and we're like perform oh, it. he was afraid of making all the women in the audience pregnant so. pregnant honestly it's a like, risk. I'm, yeah. I'm like sitting here trying to think about it and i think you're right that like nobody really has accomplished that sexy oh that innate God, level, that like yeah. innate sexiness yes. like you got like you get like beastly idols now yeah. but you never get like anybody who's just exudes oh, true like that. True that. <laughs> romance novel cover yeah. in oh, a yeah. song it's right? so funny like I, I'm the straight male here in the room on this episode and I cannot deny like <laughs> The hunky, beastly, manly romance cover vibes from Rain's love song. And he he tops it off. His whole getup is like super manly. Mm -hmm. His abs are out. His chest is out. He's got like a hip hop baseball cap on. And then he has these like fake bottom eyelashes drawn (laughs) on his under eyelids. To, I guess to make him look sad and maybe feminine. I don't know. He's got personality. But he can just do whatever emotions, he wants. Yeah. He's complex. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, he's multidimensional. He's not, he's not just a hunk of meat. He has feelings. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost, now that we're talking about this, I'm afraid to show it to my wife. I'm, I'm worried about what might <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah. Okay, but like that's what K-pop does. It makes you just understand how gorgeous and talented some people are, regardless of sexuality, regardless of like what you actually really think about in your day-to-day life, because yep. rain exists. Yeah, you got to give it to him, whoever you are.
Yeah, I, I don't know how the women in his music videos manage to stay so calm. Like, you know, he'll be doing these body rolls against <laughs> them, and they're just like, oh, I, I, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> like, how... It's like, just another day. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's that That's something that, like... Yeah, uh, there are special effects and explosions and all these other things, but that's where I lost it. I was like, okay, that that can't be mm. real. One year, <laughs> actually, I, I was DJing a uh, anime convention of all things, and we were doing a random dance mm-hmm. game. And just because I wanted to troll all the uh, the dancers, <laughs> mm. I did just a bunch of songs with body rolls. And oh, um, yeah. I, you know, I did like Sister Nineteen's "My Boy." What yep. else? Uh, boy. There, there were a number of others. I'm, I'm forgetting right now. Nice. But then I ended on this song, and like. It cleared the floor. And then I was like, okay, Peter, it's your time. So I walked out onto the floor. Oh, my God. And I did the barrels and I, you know, hit my my waist with the thing. But, yeah. What? Yep. Whoa, legend. I need video footage. And I I started grinding against the floor as well with uh, the body. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Anyway, I'm not in the shape that I used to be. No, 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 no. Trust me. No one wants to see Dad Bod do that We're going to find it. Did you, take, did you take your shirt and like put it over <laughs> your head? <laughs> no, no, no one can contest with the actual rain himself. Mm, nope, honestly. So, there you have it, y'all. Those are all the big-time contenders. But we also heard from some of our listeners on the K-pop chat over on Twitter. Our dear friend Agashi Karo said, Hello, I would say Miss A, Bad Girl, Good Girl, is my pick. I discovered K-pop later, and this 2010 K-pop track is a hit that is often covered by other bands and rookies. It is not yet too old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a contender as well. We were talking about Miss A a little bit up at the top of the episode, and I really wish they were still around to you know mm-hmm. raise the bar. I miss Min. Yeah, and Faye. Breathe was a, another really good song. I love Breathe. Breathe was super good. If you go and look mm. at the music video, they have like this dance move where it looks like they're like shuffling. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Penguins. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude. Good girl, bad girl it was great, and I but Breathe was like I was like. This is so fun. This is great. This is wonderful. I get it now. Like, it's not just them being like cool girls. Now they're being like, I can relate to this one too. Sorry, everyone. I'm really lame. Um, <laughs> but that was that was kind of what girl groups were doing then. They were like, they weren't aiming for, you know, guys. Like, they were aiming for girls to want to be them. That's right. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. I don't need a man. Oh. I don't need a man. Speaking of <laughs> Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, wait, I do. Anyone? Anyone? No. <laughs> well, this was such a fun conversation. Thank you guys so much for inviting oh, me. Oh, thanks course. for being yeah, here. Tamar, anytime, anytime you want to come back here, you're most welcome. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, that, right. that wraps it up for all of our big contenders. Yep. You um, have heard from us, but now it's time for you to decide. Uh, which song won this special Rewind Hit Replay episode for you? You can tally your vote. On our K-pop cast Twitter poll, just go to our K-pop cast 
Twitter account. It's at the Kpopcast. We'll have a poll up, and you can just click on the option that you thought. Which one? You've got seven days got seven. to vote. Got seven. got seven. Oh, I see what you did there. Got seven days to vote from this episode's air date. We will announce the winner on the next episode. The winner for the last episode for 2009 was none other than Sorry, 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 Sorry by Super yes. Junior. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I nearly your... discussed Bonamana, but I decided not to. Oh, that's good. Ooh. How can we forget? That was another great song from 2010. You gotta get us all sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, let our listeners know where they can find you on Twitter. I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Tomorrow, where can they find you? You can find me at Tomorrow Rights. And I'm S. Parker, too. And again, you can find all of us at The K-Pop Cast. And voting for... Wait a minute. The Kayla... What? Uh, <laughs> the Kayla uh-oh. said voting for Xia Jansu in 2010 is an acceptable choice, too. <laughs> I did not say that. that that's Michaela's voice. Leaking through on the eyes. my fave. Uh, Flower. Flower is a legendary song. That was in 2010. Mm-hmm. Flower with Pablo in the music video. Oh, oh yeah. Environmentalism. Oh, everything oh. about that song. Oh, I love that music video. I can write a whole paper on it. <laughs> I have heard it. Okay, Nari Bong, karaoke. You guys are doing that. We should go to karaoke. We should go to karaoke together and just say nothing past 2011. Oh, done. Yeah. No problem. We would fill up hours. <laughs> we could go to 2013 and I'd be so happy because then we get a single song. Oh, yeah. Great. We could sing Female President. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That is a good one. Ah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>